and welcome to this episode of Turkish TV Time. Today we're talking about Midnight at Para Palace episode seven, which is the penultimate episode. Uh, things start to get real wacky and I think our discussion will be a lot of fun because there's a lot of doppelgangers running around. Um, I am drinking tea and it's delicious. Sophia has somehow run out of tea. I don't understand why she's always <laughs> out of tea. <laughs> There's so many tea bags in a box. It's very also r- ran out implies yeah that she had it recently and now it's done. So she's just guzzling tea. <laughs> she's been I guzzling tea them... in between episodes. Yeah, <laughs> I had them. Remember the ginger tea that I got when I got COVID? Well, yeah, that oh was yeah, company, yeah. But then, although I just remembered that the other day I found a box of Lady Grey, which I don't like, but I'll have it. Just How does Lady part. Grey differ from Earl Grey? It's I know horrible. they're married, but it's what's horrible. the... <laughs> it's like, is, like... There, is there still bergamot in it? Because that's horrible. No. Oh, okay. Well, maybe because it's really citrusy, but like too citrusy for my taste. Wow. Okay. Like, I don't think Earl Grey tastes citrusy. No, it doesn't. Bergamot. I mean, yeah, exactly. It only tastes citrusy when you realize that bergamot's a citrus. Exactly, exactly. That's when you realize that it tastes citrusy, but it's not like a citrusy flavor. Yeah, well, stand by for when I finish Googling what the difference is. Oh, I found it. So (laughs) (laughs) Lady Grey also contains lemon and orange peel. So I understand why you say it's more citrusy because it's got two other varieties of citrus in it. Great. So now thank you for listening to the podcast. Uh, We saw this mystery. (laughs) You really learned a lot about um, Turkish culture and television through this discussion. And that was (laughs) it. Well, apparently it's, um, it was it was marketed to Northern European markets because they thought Earl Grey was too strong. Okay, but interestingly enough, you think that Lady Grey is too strong because it's got the other citrus profile. I just don't like citrusy teas. Like, what's the point of a tea? If it's gonna be citrusy. Like, that's just not the point of tea. Anyway, <laughs> mic drop. <laughs> oh, okay great so now <laughs> now i'm gonna and esgi is drinking pre-tea in case anybody is wondering um, i can speak for myself i'm drinking water <laughs> um great okay now i am going to take us through what happened in this episode please interrupt me there was a lot of confusing stuff going on we're gonna have to come up with different names for the different doppelgangers. Like, yeah, like ring, yeah. ring one, ring two. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was too confusing. I like didn't understand anything. Had to rewatch it like three times and still didn't understand. <laughs> oh, if you were, so you you have like doppelgangers of the episode running around too, Sophia. Oh my gosh! Wow, you just and like then, exponentialized the problem. My my classic, which is like I like wasn't paying it like it the credits rolled and I just like didn't turn it off and then oh, no. I saw the oh, no. first minutes of the next I'm sure oh, that no. helped that helped even more yeah an Great. absolute classic move from you <laughs> <laughs> I know that should be like the Sophia literally it's happened with like every show <laughs>
Okay, so the episode opens on April 18th, 1919, which is, um, I guess, from later inference, when Esra first went back in time. Yes. So um, we see Peride, it's the night of the ball, and we're basically following Peride because the last episode ended with, uh, what's his name, Dimitri telling us mm-hmm. that Halit had killed Peride. So we're clearly going to go find out what happened. So Peride is talking to Dimitri and she's saying, I'm going to travel through time to save Mustafa Kemal and tell me which room to go to. And then he says our score is settled now, which I don't really know what score they're referring to. Not sure if that's important or not, but Dimitri continues to be a very weird character. (laughs) Um, Dimitri saw Halit sneaking around the building to or from the same room that he sent Peride to, and that's why he thought he was the murderer. Oh, okay, so that's a different scene. Okay, yes. So Dimitri tells Ahmed and Esra that he why he thinks Halit is the murderer. They talk about it. They're like, I don't know. Did he do it? I don't know. And then we <laughs> see Sonia helping Halit limp out of the hospital. And she's still in her, like, desperate please like me mode, which is very unappealing. And she says, Perry, they didn't visit you once. I've been here the whole time. Love me. And it really doesn't come off very well. Ahmet and Esra are having tea and he's eating something. Not sure what that thing, what that slice of it's, ace it's like a, I think it's like a mosaic cake, like where you have like the chocolate. It's like a no bake cake. Um, oh. I don't know what country it originated in, but it's like chocolate. Um, some I mean, I don't know how to describe it, like a cream, um, what kind of a whipped cream type of a thing, but thicker with uh, biscuits, basically. So it looks like it's like a mosaic, but it's no bake. It's very tasty. Panache or mousse. Either or. It's not a mousse. A mousse it's not a mousse. <laughs> it's it's, it's uh, of a denser consistency yeah. than that, but it yeah, must chocolate. be ganache then. Probably. Maybe, yeah, maybe something in the maybe something in between. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> chocolate is a complex creature and has a lot yes. of structures. Um, okay, so oh, and and while he's chowing down on this cake, I think we're meant to notice that his Dumbledore hand is much better. He's reduced it mm-hmm. to Dumbledore pinky. Um, is it pinky or like index finger? Well, sure. I don't know. <laughs> but it's finger. like grape index finger rather than Dumbledore <laughs> Delator hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, Hollyt and George have a chat and it's extremely obvious, at least to us, that George is onto him. But I guess Hollyt does not pick up on these vibes at all. Um, and then... Esra invites Halit to the scene of the murder because she read about it in an Agatha Christie novel and sometimes murderers confess when they're at the scene of the crime, <laughs> which I thought was great. We haven't, she hasn't called back to her Agatha Christie obsession nearly enough in this show. <laughs> Ahmed hides in the bathroom. Halit reveals that he knew that Peride was dead the whole time because he had found her body. He hadn't actually killed her. He nobly went to save her when he heard her crying out for help and found this giant ugly ring on her um, that she had clearly ripped from the neck of the murderer. And he conveniently let George think he did it because obviously that was good for his cover. And then for a second, I was like, oh shit, it's definitely Ahmet. But (laughs) luckily that paranoia did not turn out. And 
And um, Halit says he can show her the ring tomorrow. And then I was like, oh shit, it's Sonia. And we'll talk more about that. So he says, um, don't worry, Mustafa Kemal is still safe as long as I'm the assassin, which dude, like, look how George is looking at you. <laughs> Obviously, you're not still the assassin. And Halit now wants to talk about the romantic evening that they spent together two years ago, where Esra saved his life, and then they had a wonderful night together. And he's been in love with her and looking for her this entire time. So that's really concerning for Ahmed's future. Um and he thinks that Esra is Peride's twin sister because we learn that um, Peride was not the biological daughter of Naim Bey. She was actually found as a baby in the hotel when it opened on one of the rooms. So that's weird because that's what we saw at the very beginning of the show. And that's who we assumed was Esra. So very strange. We learn that basically if they can protect Mustafa Kemal for one more day, then he'll be free and clear because he'll be out of Istanbul and he'll be on his path to greatness. Um, but clearly that's going to be more complicated than they <laughs> assume right now. Then Halit gives Esra the ring and it looks like the ring we saw. Um, first, we saw it on Sonia's hand when she hanged herself. We also saw her um, pawning it in the pawn shop. So it's been definitely heavily foreshadowed there. Then uh, George tells Halit that there's another weapons shipment at the warehouse, which like, my dude, it's so obvious when he's like, I don't know, I think this one's going to be safe. <laughs> and he like winks at him, basically. It's ridiculous. Okay. Anyway, uh, Ahmed and Esra go and confront Sonia and basically Esra shoves the ring in her face and she's like, yeah, I pawned it when I first came to Istanbul and they just take it. They don't give it back to her after she tells this like sob story about how important the ring was to her and then they just like walk off. It's so fucked up. Anyway, they go to the pawn shop and they figure out that the pawn owner still has the one that Sonia pawned. So what the fuck is going on with this one-of-a-kind beautiful ring? Well, clearly it's some time travel doppelganger shenanigans. And we eventually will figure out that there's maybe a second Sonia running around here. So um, <laughs> Holly professes his love for Estra again. <laughs> She says, I can't, Sonia is in love with you. And he's like, Sonia who? And then she, Estra says, uh, I don't love you. And then she goes into an alley and cries because clearly she does. Um, then we have a scene with George and Sonia, which is extremely menacing. He's basically telling Sonia, in exchange for this small favor you're going to do me, I'll like basically restore your lifestyle that you're used to. Here's some caviar to munch on. And George gives a terrible speech. Uh, we see Holly drowning his feelings at the garden bar. Then we see, and this is a, this is the key scene here. We see Dimitri saying hi to Sonia. And he says, oh, you must have had your baby already. And Sonia's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Um, we learn that Dimitri is missing a key and that he... I don't really know what he did with with pregnant Sonia, but he like maybe helped her time travel or met her or unclear, but I guess she has a key. 
And Holly gets caught stealing the weapons from the warehouse, of course. And then um, <laughs> our favorite character, Reshot, shows up to lock Holly into the cell and then walk away. Like, seriously, this guy's so fucking useless. I cannot with him. And then the episode ends with um, Sonia B uh, strangling Estra in her own bed. So, yikes. And that was the end of the episode. I'm confused which Sonia, I guess we're about to talk about this, but like which yeah. Sonia would be like the pregnant one. I, I would think it was like future... Sonia so right. but the one strangling her was present Sonia right was it she was I, don't I, don't, know. I didn't think she was pregnant she looked no, well, she sure, but she could have had the baby already no but or you think there's a there's a like visibly pregnant I think I think there's like a visibly pregnant well based oh, okay. on Dimitri's comment I assume there was like a visibly pregnant one running around too. okay okay but I, I don't know she could have she could have like done she could have done that and then gone back to where she came from or to a different time and then come again i don't right. who knows i don't know there could be like five sonias <laughs> it's, it's the multiverse of madness <laughs> um okay so now we are going to move on to our gossip slash banter slash spilling my tea pre uh section so yeah many sonias many rings that's a good way <laughs> to like increase your wealth simply <laughs> simply, re- simply return to a different timeline with another time copy. travel <laughs> offers so many get rich opportunities it's really yes. incredible stuff but um, it's it's interesting that that's how they decided to show the possibility that we'd already speculated about that there were multiple of the same time traveling people yeah because we've been saying since the start that we think Peter and Estra could be the same mm-hmm. And this mm-hmm. basically confirms it. Yeah. Also, what I mean, very traumatic, but what's the need of telling the story of the ring? Like why it's dented when like it, the dent is not that visible. It was just like a drama it's, boy. It's like it's uh, they they were they were channeling like Russian literature when they came yeah, up. With they that. were <laughs> melodrama. Um, and the ring looks so fake, like I wish it looked slightly it's so less ugly. Fake. It's so ugly. Also, a rock that size would be just so incredibly valuable, like, to... <laughs> well, and what is that stone? Is it, like, a garnet? Because that's only a so ruby. precious. No? It doesn't look like a ruby. I mean, maybe it's supposed they, to be. They, the, yeah, the screenwriters probably think it's a ruby. But... Yeah. <laughs> it's a red rock. It's a ruby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ray paints some red on there. Oh, um, man. Okay, so... so... We dipped into it at the end of the last section, but I'm just going to say how I understood it was that there's like an in- innocent so- Sonia and an evil Sonia. And innocent Sonia is the one we've been with the whole time. And then evil mm-hmm. Sonia was the one in the room with George and was the one strangling Esra. But if there's like a super pregnant Sonia running around, then that's 100% wrong. See, I thought that that was like the moment... It- and Sonia became evil Sonia, but the 
but like she's not going to succeed obviously in strangling Estra right now because mm-hmm. like then there would be no Perita and no Estra so then like what happens to the show so like obviously Estra is going to survive but then future pregnant or different timeline pregnant uh Sonia comes back and is like I'm gonna finish what I started but then she only kills <laughs> Perita and not actual Estra therefore still fails <laughs> That's okay, my theory. so you think we haven't seen the owner of the second ring yet? The new Sonia? Yes, I think so. Okay. So then there unless, are three. Unless the, unless the strangler was pregnant and I missed it. Or like, I don't know. But I think I, I think that, I think the one in the room with George and the one strangling her were the same. And I think that they are the OG. newly, newly evil. Yeah, innocent Sonia. Because okay. she's pissed that her the love of her life is not paying attention to her does not give a shit (laughs) well and it it definitely seems like well based on what ahmed mentioned in the previous episode she just gets like super evil in time like she just becomes a horrible person and she's like really bitter and has a really miserable life and hangs herself Mm. so i mean i guess that makes sense that's the one that he knew but then that also makes everything really weird. And it makes me wonder, like, what's the deal with doppelgangers? Do they share a consciousness? Do they know that the other Clearly, clearly not, because Estra thinks that Pitted is just like, oh, she just happens to look like me because she's my ancestor, not that she is me. <laughs> I'm still not 100% on board with the she is me thing, because presumably they both had different childhoods, right? No, I'm... T- it's, yeah, it's, but a multi- it's a multiverse they're they're copies uh-huh. they're like yeah exactly. they're like, it's like a clone yeah. has your yeah. same dna but a different life experience yeah <laughs> but like literally like they would if you were to do like a whatever genomic sequencing they would be one and the same yeah um yeah. her parents found out she was gonna write on his thumb blog in the future so they left her <laughs> <laughs> anything's better than this <laughs> but my question there is like why so that baby story is crazy but why would would the like naim bay adopt the baby and not like the owner of the pear palace isn't the isn't the owner of the pear palace like her uncle or whatever her so, uncle, yeah yeah maybe he was like i don't want that but here <laughs> in the family yeah but it's also weird because naim bay has like by other biological children he had like a wife he figured he got two wives someone will take care of this baby here you go (laughs) and then proceeds to fight with her their entire life apparently (laughs) i don't think they ever got along what do we think about our poor halit who seemed like an incredibly smart operator up until this episode and has completely lost his mind because of estra's meddling yeah that was not i mean yeah <laughs> maybe that's what made him dumb but she she continues to be so oblivious because she knows that he's into her and she still like sexily invites him into the bedroom where like he's imagining something completely different than what's actually going to happen so it's just absurd like either she's really naive or she just like doesn't think ahead yes <laughs> both and also, like, I have a question. So if there's a pregnant 
um oh, forgot her name Sonia. Sonia Sonia like going around um like can there be like multiple babies or like how does it work because like I think there can be I think uh like you can leave a ring you can leave you can a leave child, child. yeah which yeah, is I why guess... all time travel, everything always falls apart because yeah. these paradoxes don't hold up. <laughs> it's just because our brains are too small to truly comprehend what the screenwriters are doing here. That's probably it. Two rings, <laughs> two Estras, I guess. Two Sonias. One Ahmed, one Halit, one Dimitri. Seems like so far. <laughs> there's probably millions of Dimitris. <laughs> I feel like there's like 10 Petty Diz slash Ezra's. Yeah. I hope there's a couple more because she's really getting herself strangled to death right now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Maybe she does. Maybe that one does die. And then, like, from a different <laughs> dimension, there will come a replacement who's hopefully smarter. Oh, but then also I have another question that I was was the question that I was originally gonna ask. Sorry, I interrupted you guys. But so <clears throat> if pregnant Sonia can travel in time, that means that in every timeline Ahmed is gonna exist in theory because she's like traveling through time. So wouldn't yeah. the Dumbledore hand like be unable to exist just because she can mm. time travel as a pregnant Ooh, woman? Oh that's a good Ooh. point. Maybe there's like an initial point of being made pregnant that is at risk of not happening before it like forks out into all the time uh, timelines and that was what was that well what, that's what was in jeopardy and causing the Dumbledore arm now Dumbledore finger thankfully <laughs> I don't know I'm I'm not, like also I I thought that like for me Estra and Perida being the same only made sense if Perida was like Estra, but like in a like in the like I kept saying I keep saying this I know but like in the chronology of Estra's existence like Pedede is a later version of her like a grown up slightly grown up version of her that's gone back and thinks this is the way to like handle things better but then like if she grew up as a baby that's like yeah then then then, then that turns into like you know multiverse marvel nonsense of like <laughs> multiple copies of the same thing existing so i'm not sure maybe the baby went back and forth or yeah there's just multiple <laughs> it's annoying time travel gets annoying after a few double clicks <laughs> agreed what about okay so do so in the last episode I think there's going to have to be more assassination shenanigans, no? Because they, yeah. like, George clearly is going to find somebody else to try and kill Mustafa Kemal. So yep. that's not good. And then, like, do we think that Esra, everything's going to get fixed and Esra and Ahmed are going to head back into the future? Is Esra going to ride off into the distance with Halit? Um... Is Esra actually Ahmed's mom? And it's been a lie the whole time. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Is Esra the baby that Sonia had? And left oh, no. Oh, my God. And then there's siblings. Oh, my God. That makes so much sense. Esra's <laughs> 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 no, actually Halit's other child, and she doesn't know. 
Oh God. Um, but like in what world is Holly going to hook up with Sonia now? Like he seems completely uninterested in her. Well, he does at some point. Yes. Due to Dumbledore hand reducing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't even remember how this resolves itself. I feel like <laughs> I, I, I feel like I remember that spoiler alert, like she does get back to the like our present somehow, but like I I'm like 90% sure that that happens, but I have I have no idea now. I have no recollection of like what happens in the interim to <laughs> to get her. I mean, but I remember the ending have... being cliffhangery because they do want to do a second season. Mm, so it's okay. She's gonna have one hell of a novel to show her editor who only wanted a listicle. A listicle with how many things? Like 130. 130. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So she's basically getting what she wanted. Yeah. <laughs> this editor. Okay, so can can you guys clarify like what the deal was with Dimitri and Sonia? Did was she she like asked him for help and got a key from him, or she like knew the drill and was just asking him for the room number? I, what was why did he know her? I think yes like she did go and ask him and I think she told him a sob story because remember he was like did you not or did you take that ring from that poor girl or something or that like poor miserable girl like he like Uh, made it sound like I mean she must have come to him like in rags and like covered in dirt and like looking terrible and desperate um I don't know like how she broached the topic of I know how time travel works at this hotel please give me a key I don't know how she like got to that because he's such a friendly like good Samaritan type of guy right yeah he's always trying to help everyone who asks him for it um but he seemed to have whatever conversation that seemed to have like taken like severe pity on her and that's why he was like why do you have that because you took that from that poor girl too so yeah, I think somehow she told a sob story to convince him, but I don't I don't know what you gotta do to get into that man's good graces because he's just like a crotchety <laughs> curmudgeon. <laughs> but I guess we'll see. I'm hoping for a flashback next episode to explain. Like yeah, we definitely have to meet like <laughs> in a very clear way, meet new Sonia. Yeah. And see what she's up to. Anything else you guys want to talk about in this section? How do you think Esther's going to like not die after having a whole pillow on her face? <laughs> Somebody's going to barge in and save her. Oh, maybe. I where's mean, she's her, a good flavor. Where's Esther's daughter, by the way, or grandmother, whatever? Where's the child? I assume she's still at the mansion. Oh, after she was like unkidnapped, they deposited her there. I guess after the ball. So. I guess so. <laughs> um, yeah, hopefully she doesn't have to grow up into a freedom fighter, but we'll see. No, oh, man. Yeah, it's not looking good. It's not looking good for the Republic of Turkey right now. It really isn't. If Esra yeah. is your best hope, things are yeah. not good. And we get all the traces of George's future um, totalitarian regime yeah. where he imperializes the world. Ugh, George. I hope he dies. Or he civilizes the place where civilization has existed way before Britain even existed as a concept. Yeah, we love to we love to realize that about Western Europe. 
when they were just like men in loincloths in the woods fighting Rome. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so now we are going to move on into the history section where our historess Sophia is going to teach us about Sophia, uh, Sonia's favorite food, which is caviar. Yeah, I know I don't have a refined palate because I can't stand caviar. Like it's just salt and I really dislike it. I think it's delicious. Really? Yeah. I, I I like I kind of ever had it. wish I had a taste for it, but I like don't at all. It's just like salty and then you've got the cream and usually the little pancake and yum, delicious. The pancake is delicious. The cream is delicious. <laughs> <laughs> are these on like blini or what are they on? Yeah, 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 pancake. Oh, okay. And like, <laughs> it's so salty. You can't really taste anything. It's like salty and fishy in a horrible, horrible way. <laughs> it's not. such such conflicting reports (laughs) i've heard that i saw a whole article in the new york times about how caviar is like uh caviar with like low food is a tiktok trend thing that's happening oh like what like string cheese or something like Like fried chicken and like Uh, that because apparently farm caviar is getting more common or something oh yeah caviar i don't know well there's actually i'll tell you a little interesting story about caviar okay great great segue Um, well caviar the you know classic caviar that we're talking about in you know russia iran etc is from sturgeon which apparently sturgeon is a real one of the oldest animals on earth and some estimates say it's 250 million years old. So good going, Sturgeon. Well, and apparently they can live over a hundred years. Okay, this sounds not true, but who knows? Maybe it's true. <laughs> no, I be- I believe that because there's a kind of fish, the Greenland sh- or sorry, there's a shark called the Greenland shark that lives. Um, there are verified cases of over 250 years. Um, so God. fish living in cold water can live a really long time. I don't know what it is about their metabolism, but they basically don't age. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, yeah. So apparently, they they found fossils that date from between 174 and 201 million years ago. So crazy. Anyway, <laughs> going back to caviar. Um. So basically, a like it's a fish that's eaten for meat as well and it's also huge it can weigh close to one ton so it's enormous and apparently it has a very good taste but of course we know them for for their caviar so there's around 27 species of sturgeon and only seven are are farmed for the eggs or the roe apparently or what fish eggs are called and caviar, like basically, if you if you Google it, some people say it's from Persia, some people say it's from Russia, um, different people <laughs> say it's from different parts, as with several other things. But it was a delicacy that actually like traveled all the way to like Egypt, Byzantium, like Greece, and even our Aristotle wrote about caviar. So I wonder. I mean, it was probably rotten caviar because caviar is supposed to be really fresh, but 
I mean, oh, can you imagine? Mm. Old rotten caviar? No, thank you. Yeah, that sounds horrible. Um, because part of the reason why caviar is such a delicacy, it's because it's really, it goes bad really quickly. So, like, only if you're really wealthy could you have it fresh at your table. So that's part of like the whole mythology around like the czars eating caviar that was like freshly fished and um they 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 had like a specific kind of caviar that was for the czars but um it it's the reason the reason why it's from or like Russia and Iran like claim it is cuz like the best caviar comes from sturgeon that are in the Caspian Sea which they're it, it's beluga caviar it's like the best eh, caviar and well the caspian and the black sea so apparently as i mentioned they were eaten just for fish for meat and when they used to fish them like if they would find the eggs they would just eat them and apparently they would eat them with porridge which oh <laughs> but, um, that's a tiktok <laughs> yeah <laughs> and so at that point it was you know, eaten by, you know, people that were fishing and they just ate it to not waste any part of the fish. And so in the 1260s, apparently the Russian czars took a liking to it and basically they decided it was Russian, which again, <laughs> is a discussion. <laughs> um, but as I mentioned, the reason why it was, it was so like such a delicate and fancy food was because it was like before if it wasn't refrigerated then it would go bad and the reason like they put salt in it so that it doesn't go bad as quickly so if you eat really really salty caviar it's because it's not that good and it's going bad quicker interesting um and also apparently the reason why it became so popular is because in russia i mean they drink vodka and other russian drinks um that go really well with caviar and like help highlight the flavors sure how <laughs> <laughs> so much skepticism in one sure <laughs> i mean i have to be honest like there are certain foods that everyone's like you should you will definitely like this like for example oysters and caviar like those are two foods that i cannot eat i i just mm-hmm. can't and i feel so bad that i don't like them that i no, feel bad eat. they're pretentious it's fun it's true <laughs> they are pretentious yeah. but i don't like shellfish in general like oyster like oystery thingies mm-hmm. no. anyway that's the story for another day but <laughs> um so apparently somehow i don't understand how in the middle ages they got the the caviar to other royal houses in medieval europe and so it happened that the king of england decreed that sturgeon was a royal fish and that all the surgeon in the country belonged to him personally. Classic. Great um, medieval king move. Love <laughs> and apparently, like, I mean, this article must be a little outdated, but uh, Queen Elizabeth still had the right to all the surgeons. So I'm assuming that King Charles will too, mm-hmm. or it has to. Um, but like, for some reason, I don't know if this is actually based on like facts or just based on branding um the like beluga caviar is like considered the best caviar in the world and you can only find it in the caspian and the black sea so for that reason russia is like the main producer of caviar 
Um, and in the meantime, Entrepreneurial USA um, was creating, was <laughs> making its own caviar, which was really cheap, apparently, because there's a lot of rivers and natural resources in the U.S. Mm, so there was a German man who went to the U.S. and he was like, oh, let's just sell all this caviar. Turns out that I don't know how he did it, but he was like selling the caviar as if it was Russian caviar. He like branded mm. it as Russian caviar. Nice. Whoops. And so like 90% of caviar in the world was made in the USA, but it was branded as like Russian caviar. Um, that's, entrepreneur- first- that's entrepreneurship right there. <laughs> <laughs> that's entrepreneurship. <laughs> and um, early on it was, served at bars because it was really salty and it gave people like a lot of desire to drink so (laughs) it was like a bar food for some reason sort of salty peanuts salty fish egg i love that (laughs) for entrepreneurial reasons (laughs) um but as we know what what happens with humans when they like something too much or get too greedy from a product they make it extinct exactly (laughs) So basically, most of the most fancy sturgeon are really very close to being extinct, um, which is bad because it also it becomes so expensive that it creates a, a greater incentive for people to go out and fish it. Um, so it doesn't bode well for a fish that survived for 250 million years before we um, got to it. But basically, I mean, there's there's a I mean the whole spiel on caviar has changed and now there's like a methodology to get the eggs out without killing the fish um so that's what they're trying to do now but that's just a brief brief history of um caviar is russia still the top producer even with like all the i guess uh sanctions and stuff now do you know what the like latest is? I've, I'm uh, reading an article in Rolling Stone that says, can you still eat caviar if you're against the Russian Ukraine invasion of Ukraine? Well, like there's like a moral and... question, but there's also like, are mm-hmm. they even all able to sell? <laughs> well, I don't know. So according I mean... to... Go for it, Sophia. No, I was going to say, according to Wikipedia, the lead producer is China. Mm. Uh, there, yeah, I guess with like most agricultural things, it's like, still china for like everything so that makes sense yeah and then it's italy and france which also unusual yeah basically what this article says is that a lot of uh caviar is labeled russian like our friend the german american entrepreneur (laughs) but it's not actually from russia i think a lot of the caviar was from russia but i think that that is changing quite quickly Mm -hmm. well i don't i don't think there's a lot of um sturgeon anymore in the black or caspian seas Mm. yeah um i mean they could probably farm it there but i don't know how that works yeah i think they've moved into farming but if it's a one ton fish i don't think yeah jesus Um, (laughs) also if you're eating if you decide to buy some ethically sourced caviar and you're eating it you cannot eat it on um, a metal spoon because the metal reacts with the caviar. That's why people oh. use mother of pearl spoons. Yeah. Because they look nice. But I think you can use wood as well. What happens? Does it release toxins when it reacts? Or what happens? I, don't, it, I think it just it changes, changes the flavor. flavor. Oh, okay. Interesting. 
which that's very classic. I feel like <laughs> this is such an exclusive product. <laughs> yeah. Any surface. Um. All right. Well, hopefully everybody learned a lot about caviar. Recommend to I try should. if you can find some ethically produced stuff. I think it's delicious. Sophia would disagree. You guys can tell us. We can have a poll. It's like eating caviar, yes or no. Eating fishy salt, but like not even like yeah, it's fishy, fishy delicious fish? fishy salt. It's like capers. It's... Capers are good. Oh, I love capers. But what's the name of that fish? Um, from the Bosphorus that you eat the whole fish that it's kind of salty, but it's still really good. Yeah, it's I like, know there's a lot of fish. The little one. Oh, the small one, the really small yeah. one's Hamsi, which is like a kind of um, anchovy. It's an anchovy. Those are good. Yeah. Even gefilte fish I can eat, but I can't eat caviar. Wow. <laughs> I've never even attempted gefilte fish. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so now we're going to move on into our favorite and final section, which is what the fuck, Sultan of Success, and Fatma's hit list. Uh, What the fucks? What have you got? The whole episode was a what the fuck to me. Like, (laughs) at the start, I was so lost. I was like, what the hell? I don't understand anything. It's embrace Uh the chaos, and I appreciate that. Other what the fucks that I have, really fake looking ring. <laughs> um, that's a good one. I, I mean, didn't... characters with no sense of anything, like Ezra and Halit. <laughs> yeah, and... how losing like a hundred IQ points in one episode—that gunshot really messed with. Yeah, mm. and the and the you know his timeline got altered with him having met True. Ezra two True. years before, and like I guess secretly obsessing about it. <laughs> yeah that's a good point i didn't think about that but you're right that like completely changed his whole trajectory so yeah like his whole relationship and everything is different and like the reason he was there changed as a result of literally her just like being a time tourist stupid like she's stupid how does that like if if that was so mind-blowing for him why did dumbledore hand recede that just makes no sense unless her his pregnant mother traveling through time yeah yeah, I don't know. I was I was really surprised by the double door hand receding too. I thought if anything it would be the same or worse after like he woke up and saw his mysterious long lost um whatever. I not even love her, just like first date <laughs> that he had two years before. Maybe it's because Estra is Ahmed's mother. I don't think that's what happens. It's so weird. I really, I no. really <laughs> doesn't. But I do like the theory that, that, that they're siblings. Um, I, I, I like that theory too. Because they act like siblings. Yeah. Also, still not clear how he hasn't aged Ahmed when, like, in theory, he's born in, like, 1918 and it's 2000. No, remember he said he, he as a child, he traveled to, like, the 90s. Oh, and right. Back. Right, right. Which was well, he still looked older than being a kid in the nineties. That would be our age. Yeah, maybe it was the eighties. I think no, no, it was the nineties. But I think he was like already an adult who Mm -hmm. knew how the time traveling worked. 
So mm-hmm. he was like maybe in his, I don't know, late teens or 20s. And then I don't know how old he is now, but like, or how old he appears to be now. But it's very confusing because like he is, he is the age he appears to be because like truly from the moment of his birth that meant that much time has passed like that he's experienced directly but then also like he's he's negative 100 years old yeah (laughs) it's very very confusing to talk about but yeah i think he was like i don't know 20 ish when he catapulted himself to the 90s (laughs) (laughs) um my what the fucks are not giving the ring back to Sonia. That was really fucked up. That was really funny. Like they were just like, oh wow, so sad. Great. Thanks for the pawn shop. Yeah. Bye. Bye. But the sad part is that she still went to buy it after, you know? Like I feel like she hated Petty De so much. And Petty De was kind of a well, not Petty De. Isra was kind of not nice about it. Mm-hmm. She should have like ended up hating the ring, I guess. I don't know. Well, I it was unclear whether she bought it or not, right? Because she kind of just like stared at it when she was yeah. in the Yeah, because what's she gonna buy it with? Like, well, with George the bribe, the bribe oh, that the British money. dude gave her. Yeah, yeah okay. I think there's more important things to be spending money on. True, but I guess I mean this is me performing psychological analysis when I'm not a psychologist or know this person, but <laughs> maybe since she like had to get out of russia with like whatever small things she could carry like she has a profound attachment Hmm. probably what the fuck to me for thinking that ahmed was the murderer for like 30 seconds really glad that that was not why did you oh why did you think that when they were they were talking to halit and he was like it wasn't me and then mm. I was like, oh, shit, it's on it. And then they, they do the ring thing. And I was like, oh, yeah, no. Oh, oh okay. okay. So it really was just like 30 seconds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, oh, and then what the fuck to the scene with George and Sonia? He's like, well, first of all, the things he says are disgusting. But also, yeah. <laughs> um, she doesn't talk the whole time, which like I get if she doesn't speak English, but like, she could like phonetically say something. The fact that she's just like staring up at him was kind of weird. Yeah, that's true. I don't have any to add. I think y'all covered the WTFs really well. Okay, I'm excited to have a ton of WTFs for the next episode. <laughs> Might break a record. <laughs> no, nothing no, will actually, break the it will never break. Record. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> never, Atia will never be broken. I, I'm pretty sure our finale episode was like three hours long and two hours <laughs> of it was WTFs. <laughs> um, okay, who is the Sultan of Success in this episode? I guess Sonia for having like 25 doppelgangers. Or George for like setting his chess pieces up again after a pretty big setback. Yeah. But I hate him. <laughs> yeah both of them yeah it has to go to the evils this week because like the good yeah. guys really didn't win on anything nope but it seems like a lot stupider like you said yeah um Ahmed really really only has his Dumbledore finger to celebrate so not looking great. Dimitri is like easily swayable now so <laughs> anyway yeah no one flash just a helpful helpful guy around town like yeah <laughs> since what 
<laughs> you went from being like confessed mass murderer to yeah, like, oh, yeah sure take 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 a key <laughs> he was also a hermit in the woods and he's like oh yeah so yeah yeah i met her last month like, <laughs> <Yeah>. what? <laughs> she was pregnant i gave her whatever she wanted it was fine <laughs> Um, okay, Fatwa's hit list. Also the evils. George. Is Sonia yeah. on there or do we empathize with her? I don't know. Well, I mean, we don't know the main uh, character. Maybe. We need yeah, we need to like see how this plays out, I guess. But for now, she doesn't seem to be great. <laughs> yeah. She's definitely trending that way. Yeah. Okay, well, congratulations to George and Sonia for your dastardly plots and plans um we hope that you fail in the next episode <laughs> and watch out to george and sonia <laughs> we're sending fatma after you in the hope that they can stop the assassination of mustafa kemal and um protect Esra because i'm quite fond of her even though sophia thinks she's super annoying <laughs> <laughs> uh thank you all so much for listening and next time we'll be talking about the last episode of this show 